Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 13th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And the NBA season is officially over. I'm going to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals and the end of the NBA season and then turn it back to the Magic and do a kind of uh, where we last left them, I guess, uh, and talk a little bit about the Magic and the end of their season. I'm sure it's going to be a rehash of things I've talked about on the show before. But I want to first send my hearty congratulations to the Golden State Warriors and to tell you the best place to get championship reaction is from the Locked On Warriors podcast with Danny LaRue. If you know Danny, he's often on the Dunked On uh, basketball podcast, a fantastic podcast in its own right. Um, But Danny does a great job covering the Golden State Warriors for the Locked On Warriors podcast. I'm sure he'll have a great episode uh, whenever he... Uh, washes off the the champagne-soaked clothing that he's wearing uh, on the Golden State Warriors and their Game 5 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers to win their second NBA title in the last three years. Um, so congratulations to all the people I know who cover the Warriors. Um, a lot of great Warriors blogs out there. Locked on Warriors, of course, does a great job. There's Warriors World, there's Golden State of Mind, there's Blue Man Hoop. Um, fantastic, fantastic media people. I know that that you know, we're, we try to stay unbiased, but we're blogs. We we tend we sometimes our fandom gets in, and and, and I know that as much as anybody. Uh, and so I'm sure they are enjoying every word that they write right now uh, as they celebrate their championship. Congratulations to all of them. And so let's let's talk a little bit about Game Five and what happened. And it was a doozy. The Cleveland Cavaliers did not go down without a fight. You have to give. The Cavaliers, all the credit in the world. They fought hard, and they played a really strong Game 3, Game 4, and Game 5. The problem, of course, was Games 1 and 2 were a complete disaster for them. Um, Some of their adjustments just came a little bit too late when time had run out. Um, They just didn't get a lot of the shots that they were making in Game 4 to go down in Game 5. And even though they took an 8-point lead there in the second quarter, uh, you knew that rush from Golden State was coming, and it didn't really come until... You know, I would say there's a big rush in the third quarter when, when Golden State, I think, went on a 22-8 to run to take control of the game for good. Um, but there wasn't that just overwhelming rush that, that you saw in games one and two. Golden State maintained a lead around 10-12 points, but they never really pulled away, not till the very end at least. Uh, the Cavaliers just, just couldn't get themselves off the mat this time. They just could not build the momentum that they needed to get over the top this time. Uh, and that's a tough thing to do against Golden State because, as we know, Golden State takes advantage of every little mistake that you make. The The best player for Golden State by far, the most the, the deserved MVP, was Kevin Durant, and he delivered once again in Game 5. Durant had a fantastic game. Um, there's no other way 
to describe it in the 129-120 victory for the Warriors. Um, Durant, of you know, sometimes very quietly, but but at the end very loudly scored uh, 30 more points in all five games. He ended Game 5 with... God, this box score is just terrible. Sorry. Um, he ended Game 5 with... 39 points, 14 for 20, shooting 5 for 8 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Just an unbelievable game. Stephen Curry actually had 34 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds uh, on his end. Got to the line for 15 free throws. He was aggressive attacking the basket, even though his his three wasn't falling. But this finals, this final series, this, this whole season in many ways, was about Kevin Durant. And it's only fitting that that he wins the MVP, that he becomes the guy that delivers this championship, that gives Golden State the redemption from last year blowing the 3-1 series lead. Say what you want about Durant leaving Oklahoma City to go to the team that beat them in the Western Conference Finals. And there is maybe something to say about that. At the end of the day, Durant was about championships. He wanted to win a ring. He was pursuing a championship and he knows that's how legacies are defined. In 10, 15 years, are we really going to talk that much about Durant leaving the Thunder and the, and the situation that he left for Golden State and, and not say that was the right choice for him? He could not become a champion without making this move without making this decision as difficult as it was. And so I think the in this moment it feels like Durant left to go to a, a championship ready team and, and he certainly did, but he also took them over the top. Because Durant didn't just go to the Warriors. He became their best player. And there was a lot of back and forth if you watch the Warriors and and, and Listen to a lot of back and forth if you watch the Warriors and, and listen to them talk as they tried to figure out how do we add this stellar player. And for a lot of the regular season, Durant seemed like an afterthought. He seemed like a, a player who kind of gummed up the machine a little bit because he plays a lot more in isolation. Um, he seemed like a player who just was trying to fit in too much rather than dominate. In the playoffs, he dominated. He won Game 3 in Utah for that team. He won Game 3 in the NBA Finals. Kevin Durant was undoubtedly the MVP of the Finals. Even with LeBron James doing what he did, and I'll, I'll talk about that in just a moment. But this season, from Russell Westbrook's triple-double assault to even James Harden doing what he did in Houston to Golden State ascending to the championship was about Kevin Durant. And this was Kevin Durant's season. And he made the best of it, winning his first championship. I've always said this, because I know there's a lot of LeBron haters out there, especially among Magic fans, especially when he went to the Heat. When the Heat won their first title with LeBron, it, to me it sucked that it was the Heat as a franchise because I consider the Heat to be a, a big rival to the Magic. But I was extremely happy for LeBron James, no matter the situation that it went down. 
because the NBA is better when its best players win the title. And again, I'll talk about LeBron James in a moment, but the best players are made the best players because they win the title. It's the old stepbrothers argument. Why is Michael Jordan better than LeBron James? Count the rings. It's the only argument I need, Sean. Which is why Bill Russell's the GOAT, but that's that's another argument for another day. That's only half-joking. But, you know, Elgin Baylor is one of the all-time great players. Never won a championship. And it's one of the greatest travesties, honestly, in the NBA's history that Elgin Baylor never got the chance to lift the trophy. Whatever it was called at the time, because it wasn't the Larry O'Brien trophy. Jerry West only got it once. The best players find a way to win that championship. It cements and legitimizes their legacy. And I think all the doubts about Kevin Durant as a player, that, you know, about who he is as a person, you know, all the traits that got attributed to him because he left Oklahoma City the way he did, all that is washed away with one ring. Kevin Durant is an NBA champion. And that helps his argument that he should, and it should be this argument. He is among one of the all-time great players. And he certainly had one of the all-time great individual NBA Finals. And we shouldn't forget that. Through all the narrative, through all the stories, through all the frust- you know, through all the whatever, all the BS, to be frank, that Kevin Durant defined this NBA championship and he defined this game five, this closeout game. The Warriors went to him at the end. We talk, I, mean, I hate the clutch discussion. But when the Warriors needed to put the Cavaliers away, they lined up Kevin Durant on the right elbow and let him go to work. And time and time again, no matter how many defenders Cleveland threw at him, Durant rose above them all. And he won his first NBA championship. And it, yeah, it does feel like more are coming. Before moving on, I do want to say that like Durant's legacy is made by this title, LeBron James's legacy is only further cemented by this finals. LeBron James finished with 41 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. And that 8th assist made LeBron James the first player in NBA Finals history to average a triple-double in a series. This was the year of the triple-double, in fact, with Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double for the first time since the 70s when Oscar Robertson did it, James Harden getting triple-doubles very regularly, Alfred Payton getting five. LeBron James did something historic, too. And whether... He deserves to be discussed in the same breath as Michael Jordan. To me, that's irrelevant. To me, I don't care. LeBron James is the greatest player of this generation, of his era. He is the guy that will define every player in this era. 
in this orbit. He's been to seven straight NBA Finals. No one has, no one outside of his teammate James Jones has done that since the Celtics won eight straight championships in the 60s. Everything he's done has been truly historic. And he did everything he could to help Cleveland win a championship this year. Their team just wasn't good enough this time. It wasn't LeBron wasn't good enough. The team around him just couldn't do it. He couldn't lift them high enough. And believe me, LeBron was lifting them high. He is he is like Atlas, carrying the world on his shoulders. And nothing should be taken away from LeBron for the way he played on Monday night or the way he played this season. Because the, the Cavaliers made the finals. They got one on Golden State. They pushed Golden State. But it wasn't enough. And the Golden State Warriors are your 2017 NBA champions. Very deservedly so. Well played. We'll see you at Turnberry next year. Before I get into some final thoughts on the 2017 NBA season, I do have to send a special congratulations to our Magic alums winning an NBA championship. Congratulations to head coach and Magic legend, according to Paul Porter, Steve Kerr, on winning his second championship. Congratulations to former Magic pariah, I guess, Willie Green, a special assistant for the Golden State Warriors, winning his first NBA championship. And congratulations to former Magic players, Matt Barnes, he will still kill you, on his first NBA championship. And to the one and only Zaza Pachulia, former Magic draft pick, for their first championships. Congratulations to the Magic alums, winning the NBA championship in 2017. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. My favorite tweet to send out at the end of every season since the Magic have not won an NBA championship is the tweet that says, Today, we're all 0-0. And the fight for the 2018 championship begins now. It is true. Everyone now is 0-0. Actually, technically, it's July 1st when everyone becomes 0-0 because that's when the NBA calendar flips. But the NBA champion for 2017 has decided we can close the book on a historic season. One that saw record offense. One that saw record triple doubles being made. Individual performances the likes we have never seen. Playoff dominance that has only been seen really once. And really not in this way. We've seen young players grow up before our eyes and, and a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. We saw John Wall become a superstar. We saw James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler. Paul George at the end of the season was on, went on a tear. He nearly got my fantasy team to the, to the playoffs just by the way that he played at the end of his, at the end of his season. There is so much going on 
in every NBA season. It is truly, to me, the most interesting, engaging league in, in at least American sports. I can't speak for some of the European soccer leagues. But at least in the American sports, the NBA is just so engaging with so many storylines that the result sometimes feels secondary. Everyone complaining about a lackluster playoffs and, and, and a poor and a quick finals. It's quick to forget how much joy we had every single night tuning into League Pass to watch the NBA. Even the Magic had their stories in, in a year that was just so disappointing in almost every way. We had the way Alfred Payton finished this season. Alfred Payton's stat line to end the season, I think it was 13-7-8. Only three, I think only four players had that stat line for the entire season. Three players only had that stat line for the entire season. That was LeBron, Kawhi, and Harden. <laughs> so Alfred Payton was playing some pretty good basketball at the end of the season. The Aaron Gordon experiment provided some thrills, some real thrills. And he is an incredible athlete that will get people to tune in as he continues to put his game together. But as we close 2017 and begin to open up the book on 2018, all I can think about is the hope that 2018 brings. Unlike some other sports, like Major League Baseball or the NFL, or even the NHL to some extent. It's hard for me. I cannot sit here and tell you the Magic will win the 2018 championship. The odds of that happening are infinitesimally small. In fact, Bovada's early line for the Magic to win the championship is 500-1, to among the worst in the league. And it's... The way this league works... You need the very best players to compete for a championship. And so I won't sit here and say, I can only jokingly say, that Magic are going for the 2018 championship. The championship drive starts now. But the reality is, I can sit here on June 13th, 2017, looking ahead to the year that's about to come, and say that, yes, the possibilities for every team are endless in ways that we can't even conceive yet. The goals that, that this team have set will set out for themselves are achievable. Even if that championship dream still seems way off in the distance. Can the Magic turn around from a 29-win season and get to 500? Yes, I believe they have the talent to do so. I believe they can, can get the internal improvement and make the moves necessary to become a surprise team. And I can only believe that because we're o That it's just a blind faith and optimism in the future. There's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done. The realist in me would probably say, the Magic won't get there yet. I, I, there, there's a lot of things that have to happen, and some of them are, are not good chances of happening. A lot of things have to click the right way. 
And it's hard to say with certainty about anything right now. It's, it's the first day after the season ends. But approaching the world, approaching the offseason, approaching the upcoming season with optimism is what fandom is about, is what following sports and following these teams is about. Because if you do not believe in these things happening, then they won't happen. There is something to, to the secret. There is something to that. And visualizing a future and making it happen, happen and allowing it to happen. That isn't to say ownership or management should be driving itself toward forcing it to happen. That's, that's the mistake they made last year. And certainly we sat here you know, or sat here a year, a year ago after the draft, and, and believed the team could make the playoffs. It, it, belief and optimism do open the door to disappointment, and that certainly happened this last year. Twenty seventeen was, if not the most disappointing season, one of the most disappointing seasons in Magic history. No doubt about it. But we're 0-0 now. The 2018 season is laid out in front of us. Cloudy, yes, because there are a lot of pieces that have to be moved first. The Magic have to make their draft picks. They have to go through free agency. They have a new management group evaluating their roster. A lot still has yet to fall into place to give us the path forward. But there is always a path forward. There is always a way to get where you want to go. Goals are not impossible. And that is the eternal optimism of O&O. That is the eternal optimism of the first day of a new season. This Magic team has some talent. They absolutely do. They've got to get it all to come together. They've got to get the right pieces in. They've got to make some shrewd moves to get there. And I'm not here to guarantee the playoffs or guarantee success. I'm here only to say, believe again. Because at 0-0... The possibilities are endless. Anything, anything can happen. And we're ready to take that ride once again. I said I'd talk a little bit about where we left the magic off uh, last year, probably rehashing some stuff that I've talked about on the podcast before. Not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, You know, I'm kind of on record believing that the Magic were, uh, especially after the All-Star break specifically, were, a be- were a, a, an aesthetically better team. Um, I, I think everyone can agree with that. Their offense significantly improved, even though their defense struggled. 
Although I think some of that had to do with the lack of practice time, the lack of training camp to to really to really uh, nail down defensive principles with a team that completely changed its style of play. But the way the Magic played after the All Star break, I do think get I, I do think gives some hope and optimism for this team's future. Uh, every almost every player, all the key players at least, and certainly Frank Vogel said. They like the style of play that they're playing. They do believe it's something that can be successful and that can work. Um, it is, you know, a, a more open, fast-breaking, spread-the-floor style. It is, uh, it's the way the NBA is going. There's, there's no doubt about that. And so, it improved the offense enough. And, and you have to have enough faith in Frank Vogel that he can, he can pin down the defense a lot better, especially with maybe some offseason tinkering, with some with, with offseason knowing this is the roster, this is the style we want to play in. Because I do think there are some players who no longer fit the style the Magic are trying to play. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll single out one guy. I think DJ Augustin was probably one of, the few, one of the few players that struggled offensively after the season. He's just not a up-and-down-the-court offensive player, uh, in my opinion, at least. That, that, that was my observation. So the Magic are, are going to look to shoot, look to bring in some more three-point shooters, I think. Look to bring in a, a creator. Look to bring in a guy who's going to push the pace and, and, and cause the defense to collapse. Um, you know, it, It's hard to tell at this point who's going to be gone and who's going to be here. But I do think that the way the Magic ended the season provided a little bit of hope in that this style can work, that the way of the future can work with some of the players they have. It's not all pretty, though, for Orlando. The Magic were 8-16. and 16. I think they were 8-16 and 16 after the All-Star break, which is a 333 win percentage, which is not very good. That's on pace for 27 wins in an 82-game season. So, yes, the Magic need to make improvements. They can't sit still at... They can't sit still this season. Obviously, they have a draft. That's going to help add some talent. But I do think they're going to need to make some tweaks and probably have to look to shop and trade one of their core players um, for something. I don't quite know what. It's it's difficult to gauge the market right now um, and, and especially gauge what the Magic's goals are. are. Are they really trying to make the playoffs next year? I, I Like I said, I'm optimistic that they can uh, take that next step up. But at the same time, I think that they might have to take a step back to to really reset themselves and and build the kind of uh, culture isn't the right word but but build the kind of group that they want to grow from and build with moving forward. Um, there were obviously very big problems last year, even at the end of the season when they were playing aesthetically better. They still got blown out plenty of times, and that has to change. They cannot get beat by thirty points regularly like they did last year. Um, that that's going to be. Uh, a huge, huge, huge thing for the team moving forward. And, and even though the offense was improved, it still was in the bottom 10 of the league, actually in the bottom 5 of the league. Going from 29th to 26th is a nice improvement, but they still have a long, long way to go. Um, so I, I take what we saw at the end of the season both as as a sign of optimism, but also with a grain of salt, that that there is a lot of work to do to, to reach that optimistic end that, that I see for the team here on on this day. Uh, so the Magic certainly do have a lot of work that they need to accomplish to achieve their goals. And figuring out how to do that is going to be the big question for Jeff Weltman and company next season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, uh, if you did not um, 
uh, I hope everyone uh, got a chance to uh, just just take a moment on Monday and reflect uh, on on what on of course the the year anniversary of, of the Pulse nightclub uh, tragedy. Uh, shootings um, here in in Orlando near downtown Orlando. Um, it was a very emotional day throughout the city. Uh, I I was able to watch some of the remembrances. I wasn't able to attend them personally, um, but the, everything that I saw was was very very moving. Uh, I believe they 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 said there were more than ten thousand people at Lake Eola Park downtown for the uh, Pulse Remembrance uh, gathering on Monday night. A fantastic showing again from the Orlando community as we came together to mourn. And love as we always do. I shared my thoughts on the year anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting on yesterday's episode of Locked On Magic. Uh, if if you're interested, I encourage you to to listen to that as well as check out the Orlando Sentinel did fantastic coverage of the Pulse nightclub shooting among many local uh, news outlets. Um, so I would encourage you to check that out as well. We'll be back to talk about draft stuff again tomorrow. As, as now we'll turn our attention fully to the NBA draft with the NBA season completely over now. Time to get going for the 2017-18 season, and so we will do that tomorrow on the show. We'll talk about some big draft prospects that uh, that we've previewed up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnMagic, as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. You can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, as well as like like the site on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And once again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on becoming the 2017 NBA champions. Get excited for 2018, Magic fans. It's going to be a fun ride. And we'll be here for it, of course, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.